Hi there, this is Peter Bergman, and you've got Oz in your ears, the Radio Free Oz Daily Podcast, this for Monday, January 16th, 2012. Okay, we're five days from the South Carolina primary. Who's going to take it? Well, there are a lot of people really worried about Mitt Romney because he seems to be taking some sort of a substantial lead. So all these uh, religious leaders, conservative Christian religious leaders met on some ranch down in Texas and sat around for a couple of days and debated and voted and, I guess, prayed and came up with Rick Santorum. Here's a footnote someone mentioned. Regardless of what they did, you don't think they went down to Texas on their own buck. No, that was money that they scrounged out of their believers in the name of Jesus. I have no respect for anybody who goes on television or radio and raises money in the name of Jesus. That's definitely Antichristville for me. Anyway, they decided Rick Santorum. Rick Santorum, I mentioned before, he's raising money by selling Rick Santorum sweater vests. I mean, what an image for our next commander-in-chief, the man who's going to pull us out of this deep ditch that we're in. The right, as they say, to bear arms, Mr. Sweatervest. Let me tell you something. Mr. Sweatervest doesn't stand a snowball's chance in hell. It's too late. I believe it's going to be the midster. I was the one who even a week ago was saying, hey, it's going to be a broker convention, a lot of cigar smoke or whatever, and all these so-called leaders are going to pick some sort of dark horse candidate to beat Obama. Doesn't look like that's the way it's turning out. So you got yourself Romney. We say, well, okay, maybe he can bring us all together and bring them demographics back so we can win. And the single largest surging demographic are the Hispanics. But when it comes to Hispanic outreach, Republicans uh, last week took two tiny steps forward and one giant step back. The RNC announced they were ramping up their outreach efforts to Hispanic voters, and Mitt Romney released an advertisement in Florida and Espanol. But it's hard to see either of those overshadowing Romney's embrace of the architect of notorious Arizona and Alabama anti-immigration laws. This is what makes this man so feckless and so stupid and such a bad politician. Romney's campaign announced the endorsement of Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach. Quote, I'm so proud to earn Chris's support, Romney said in the press release. Chris has been a true leader on securing our borders and stopping the flow of illegal immigrants into this country, which Romney said he was very pleased to get. But that's not entirely what Kobach is known for. Rather than secure the border, Kobach is the architect of a different approach. As is evident in the Arizona and Alabama laws he helped design, the Alabama law, portions of which have been blocked in the court for now, have been blamed for prompting children to drop out of schools and devastating industries that depended on Hispanic labor. That was the bill that required school authorities to check on the legitimacy of their students. Are your parents illegal? Well, they pulled the kids out of school. People ran out of the state. And nobody to pick the crops. The governor put prison labor on the land, and it just didn't work. Now, this guy Kobach has degrees from Harvard, Oxford, and Yale. My alma mater, I personally apologize. Well, he approaches the immigration question from a legal perspective and puts on a measured air, but 
His rhetoric is extreme. Kobach currently serves as counsel to the legal arm of the Federation for American Immigration Reform, FAIR, which it's not, which recently was listed as a nativist hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. And I, I finish this with a great quote. It's unbelievable, says Frank Sherry, executive director of the liberal immigration reform advocacy group America's Voice, speaking about Romney's embrace of Kobach. Sherry points to Kobach's own words quoted in Romney's press release. We need a president who will finally put a stop to a problem that has plagued our country for a generation. Millions of illegal aliens coming into the country and taking jobs from the United States citizens and legal aliens. Illegal immigration is a nightmare. Mitt Romney is the candidate who will finally secure the borders and put a stop to the magnets like in-state tuition and encourage illegal aliens to remain in our country unlawfully. The terms plague and nightmare, says Sherry, are the language of the far right. That's not going to go over well with Hispanic voters, where Romney's approval is currently in the low 20s. There's an old saying in Spanish, tell me who you walk with, and I'll tell you who you are, says Sherry. Well, he's walking with the kooks. Only people are going to drop an X by his name are the kooks. Been up all night slamming and spamming? Yes, I have! Been chugging back shiny cans of Hacker Smack like there's no tomorrow? Which there isn't. And hey, dude, I got the munches for crunches. You're smacked. Time to get snacked. Introducing Sugar Snacks, the sugar-coated sugar coats. So sweet, so sour, so salty that even your trash tongue will catch the taste. Try one. Mmm. They're crackly. That's because they're dipped in crack. Hacker Snacks, the other side of the roller coaster ride. Available in a handy two pack for those of you already seeing double. Hacker Snacks are a deniable byproduct of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab, Colorado. Do not consume this product while operating heavy machinery while giving birth on the interstate. I've got Pastor Go to Hell on the line. Hey, what's up in your wonderful world of invisible signals and hidden information, Pastor? I love it when you mock me from your ignorance, Pete. It signifies that you remain totally ignorant of the inner workings of the great mystery and ready to receive my latest insight. If you say so. And I do. I want to discuss the gridiron sacrilege we are presently experiencing. Are you talking, Tebow? Touchdown, Pete. That holier-than-thou hunk of humanity is putting real Christians at risk. Don't you think he's bringing a sense of the spiritual back to sport? I do not. If the Antichrist is looking to draft a quarterback, he's found his man. And yesterday's drubbing by the New England Patriots proves my case. Isn't the whole world watching when Tebow bows in prayer before going out and having a terrific game? Indeed. And that sends the message that being a Christian makes you a winner. That's the trap. Tebow builds this fantastic image as the successful Christian warrior until... Wham! He gets his pious ass handed to him. That's what happened yesterday when Tom Brady cleaned his clock. And what's going to happen any day now is Tom Brady is going to reveal that it was the devil that guided those six touchdown passes. Bingo! Five million football fans become Satanists. It hasn't happened yet. Brady's going to wait until he destroys Baltimore or Houston and heads for the Super Bowl. That's when he's going to reveal that Beelzebub is his coach. And don't forget, he plays for the Patriots. Yeah. 
Patriots equals founding fathers. That gang of deists who disestablished the church and put us on the road for another Super Bowl ring for Lucifer. Thanks, Pastor. I'll keep a weather eye out for the Flymaster on the sidelines in Indianapolis. You do that. Attention, all wannabe lobbyists, ambitious academics, spun-out spin doctors, failed flax, hungry hacks, soulless shysters, downsized insiders, and outsourced outsiders. The following 60 seconds will jumpstart your future and guarantee you an oversized piece of the zero-sum pie. This is Lance Boyle, Dean of the Newt Gingrich Online Pseudo-Intellectual Institute. Nothing speaks to the success of the Institute's curriculum than the career of its founder and first graduate, Newt Gingrich. Consider the trajectory of the man who went from a second-rate teaching job at a third-rate college to the speakership of the House of Representatives, where he not only shut down the government, but made himself a million dollars doing it. How does he get away with it? By faithfully following the Gingrich Cardinal Rule of Pseudo-Intellectualism, continually repeat the words fundamental, significant, and important wherever and whenever you write or speak. It's a fundamentally significant and important way of transforming your meaningless, run-of-the-mill drivel into something important, significant, and fundamental. And there's more. We can qualify you as a visionary historian. You're no longer a scum-sucking, bottom-feeding, backdoor beltway influence peddler. With our degree, you're a bona fide visionary historian, and everybody is lining up behind Freddie and Fanny to throw the big bucks at you. So stop wasting your time on honest hard work and join the class of 2012 at the Newt Gingrich Online Pseudo-Intellectual Institute. Newt did it. Could the bar be any lower? You gotta think that Newt's unhappy with all the Ayatollahs meeting down in the Lone Star State and coalescing behind Santorum. It's something he never suspected. When he was surging, just before Romney's super PAC laid the hammer on him and let people know who he really is, that's what I love about what's happening in the Republican primary, because these garden gnomes are exposing each other, the circular firing squad. It's so important, because if it weren't for that, a lot of this would go unknown or unknown until it was too late. So you got yourself an unhappy newt. And maybe the problem is, maybe the problem's not the fact that he's not the real conservative he pretends to be, although newt in a certain way is the farthest right of all the candidates. He just made a suggestion that we fire federal employees who are too liberal. Think about that. That's not anything new for the Newtster. When he was Speaker of the House, he got together with his dear friend, the Hammer, Tom DeLay, the exterminator from Texas who's going to jail, and a setup with private lobbying uh, companies on K Street and all through Washington that they hire only Republicans, whether it was new management or interns. He thought that if we can get all Republicans in all of the lobbying places, which are very important because they write the bills for the Republicans, everything would be okay. Now he wants to fire people in the federal government because they're too liberal? Ah, tongue, baby! How far out are you? you you gonna go? Maybe the problem is his name. Who wants to grow up with the name Newt? That's got to be tough on a kid. That's got to twist him up into what the old Newtster has become. And you know, 
there are a lot of people that are throwing a lot of crazy names on little babies because we have the right to do that here in the United States. Jason Lee can call his newborn Pilot Inspector, spelled with a K, as if the name Pilot Inspector isn't bad enough. Penn Gillette, normally a really smart guy, names his child Moxie Crime Fighter. What part of his head came up with that and why did his wife allow it? Lisa Bonet has Nakota Wolf, and Gwen Stefani has Zuma Nesta Rock. Hi, I'm Zuma Nesta Rock Stefani. Oh my God. The Edge named his child Blue Angel. That's fairly within the sane bonds. And Brian Adams, he has a Mirabella Bunny. But at least in the United States, we can name kids anything we want to because we're free. Not so in other governments. Take New Zealand, where the Register of Births, Deaths, and Marriages releases an official list of prohibited names. Planning to call your kid, yeah, Detroit? Hmm? Or, um, 89? Or sex fruit? Steer clear of New Zealand because those are not allowed. On the other hand, they will accept boys named number 18 bus shelter. So you go figure. In Germany, names must clearly indicate gender. According to reports, Matti, M-A-T-T-I, or Matti, is unacceptable for a boy as it does not imply the child's sex. Maybe they should be called penis Matti. But Legolas and Nemo are fair game. In Iceland, if a name doesn't already appear on the National Register of Persons, parents must submit an application. Then a federal committee ultimately rules addressing grammatical concerns along with potential effects the name will have on the child later. Thus our theme, what did the name Newt do to Mr. Gingrich? It's amusing to lay these kinds of names on kids. Hey, that's my child number 18 bus shelter, named after the place I cower in from the rain when I go to my meaningless job every day in Auckland. Well, I may be okay for the New Zealanders, but you know, it's tough. Consider the New Jersey parents notorious for naming their children Adolf and Aryan Nation, who were eventually found not guilty of child abuse. As long as names don't constitute abuse or purposefully generate ridicule, we're all for unique baby names. I'm using the imperial we. Where would the world be if Frank Zappa had been barred from naming his children Moon Unit, Ahmet, Amuka Rodan, and Diva Thin Muffin Pegeen? Frank! Oh no, how avant-garde can you get? Well, we'll be with you tomorrow. Don't forget to go up to new Radio Friaz uh, website, RadioFriaz.com. we got lots of new stuff up there, and that's where you get a chance to become an Ozaneer and join us for $3 a month and keep this going. We need your help, so come on board. See you tomorrow.